one? Not really. This is We Have Concerns. <laughs> Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony. Jeff. Have you ever answered that age-old question of which superpower would you want, flying or invisibility? Sure. Sure. And we all, we've all, we've all come to terms with the fact that invisibility is the creep power. Yeah, and invisibility is the, is the, I guess, traditionally is the introvert power where you, you know, you can sort of get away with things, do things, yeah. uh, go against social norms and it's do that just, with anonymity. It just feels like the creep power. It feels like you're sneaking around. Like, I understand it. If somebody offered me invisibility, like, say, some sort of wizard or scientist or alien or w- wherever you get invisibility from, sometimes yeah. you sometimes you flip a coin and it lands on its edge. And that's how you get invisibility. Is that so? I didn't. Uh, I wasn't so. aware of that way. Uh, look it way? up. Yeah, uh, the scientist Rod Ster- Rod Serling came up with that, and it's true. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think invisibility is like now I can hear what people are saying, or now I can now I can spy, or now I can do this without. Literally, I can do these things without being seen, and so it just feels to me a little bit like the creep power. Yeah, it it is, especially if you've seen that new Invisible Man movie, where basically it's like, hey, what if Invisible Man is the villain in this whole story? Well, uh, th- that's sort of been aside from the uh, aside from the Chevy Chase uh, memoirs of an Invisible Man. The idea has always been that the invisibility turns the Invisible Man a little bit psychotic. That's always yes. been, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you said you wanted a, a wizard or a coin or a scientist to yeah. give you the power well well you know I, that well, old children's introduce... game wizard coin or scientist <laughs> yeah yeah which one are you gonna one, fuck two, which one are you gonna three. marry which yeah. one are you gonna kill <laughs> uh well let me introduce you to the scientist that's working on this uh, this here problem he may end up on being, being a one. wizard the scientist working on becoming a wizard yeah yeah no he, he's working on becoming uh, the scientist that delivers invisibility to everybody or at least allowing human skin to become transparent at will. There's been a, a recent breakthrough on this topic, and uh, a article that's about it was sent to us. That's not the same! Jeff, that's well, not that's, the same! Your that skin turns invisible. That literally exposes all of the gross parts. Well, you know, baby steps, baby. You know, you know that creepy you know that creepy PBS show the the guy who had like Slim Goodbody that was his name. Yeah. You know Slim Goodbody and he wore the body stocking that had all his organs and weird shit. That's, yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, that's not invisibility, my dude. Well, it's partial invisibility. It's the wrong it's- part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're working on. We got a, an article sent to us by the our friend Mark Dude comes Nuffer. out on stage and he's like, "Behold!" And everybody's like, no, no, we would rather spleen. not. <laughs> I see your spleen. Ooh, this is, uh, this is not what I, but I'm invisible. You get <laughs> no, it? I like, can see, I can see things I don't want to see. Yeah, but you can't, you can't really see me though. I see what you ate. It's in your lower intestine and it's yeah. foul. Sure. And it was like, listen, some days you got to grab some drive through before you talk to a, 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 a group of elementary school kids about your scientific breakthrough. But just because That's my body. entirely bo- too much jerky. It's listen. Number one, jerky is a very, very, very good source of lean protein, depending on what kind of jerky you get. Number two, that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is you can see the jerky, but you can't see me. I created invisibility. Uh, Dad, go home. Dad, I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) 
bring your father's innards to school day. Um, well, I brought enough jerky Mark for the Nuffer. class. So <laughs> I'll Mark take Nuffer. my leave. <laughs> but uh, enjoy, do feel free to enjoy the jerky. I can't anymore. <laughs> I'll never enjoy jerky again. <laughs> Mark, uh, no nickname Nuffer, you're saying. Mark, no nickname Nuffer. Sent this to, uh, posted this on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash we have concerns. Nailed it. And this is a story about a uh, a scientist that's actually using our old friends the cephalopods what do you mean friends uh, you know fuck a cephalopod they may they may turn out to be the ones that give us the gift of transparency you know what i'm saying I, I won't take not any i won't take any gift a cephalopod offers me Okay, and number one, I do believe they are smart enough to offer gifts, but I only oh, yeah. believe that they are smart enough to offer gifts as a trick. That's it. <laughs> one one hand giveth, seven hands taketh away. Is seven hands, one tentacle giveth, seven mm-hmm. tentacles slice you to bits with their razor sharp stickers. Yeah. Well, allow me to introduce you to Alan. Gorodetsky from the University of California at Irvine, who is uh, checking out a very specific cephalopod, a squid called the opalescent inshore squid. This is a squid that is largely transparent, but has the ability to change its skin color at will. It can turn it like a almost a bright white at will. The best thing about these cephalopods, these these squid, this inshore squid is the reason that they have this transparency, the reason that they are able to turn from transparent skin into opaque skin, the entire function of this in their bodies is for the female of the species to just get left alone. Just fucking leave me alone, males. Wow. Let me tell you how this works. Basically, they they are in their their... Default state. Their skin. Their skin just is. Mo- fuck off, dudes. Just fuck off, dudes. Hey, dudes, just fuck off. In their default states, their skin is mostly transparent, but the males have white testes that that you can see through their skin. There's the the testes do not change color. They stay white even though they are transparent, and the females turn a strip of their bodies white to make it look like a, they have testes so that males will leave them the fuck alone. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? They deter aggressive males by transforming their normally transparent tissue into white tissue so it looks like the the males are like, uh, oh, sorry, didn't know you were a dude. Do you know <laughs> how many women I know have told me they just wish they could turn invisible? <laughs> <laughs> or, or not be or not be recognized as being a woman this is the, this is basically the inverse of that solves the problem in an inverse way you know it's i like, love it we're we're invisible all the time right now i just want you to know i want you to leave <laughs> i just need you to back the fuck off aggressive male that is uh, crazy it's pretty good okay it's so, really good now this, that's a superpower we were talking about invisibility yeah. versus flight that's a superpower the power to just be the power to just be left alone. Yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, it's like the 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 female is like, oh, um, you you want you want to get all up on this? 
how about you get up all up on these nuts? <laughs> Is that what it's like? I guess I don't know. That's yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like uh, that. Anyway, so uh, so the. The experiment here is to uh, for a dude to, who doesn't know the difference between tequila and vodka. Sometimes you get real fratty, and I don't know where it comes from, but I love it. I love it. I it's just, so I incongruous to the rest of your personality, and I fucking love it. <laughs> so here's how this works: uh, these these things have uh, cells that are called lucifer cells, and these are the cells that can change their refractive evil um, cells. Their, their These cells made a deal with index. the devil. They have a thing called a refractive index, which tells mm-hmm. you how transparent or whether the light bounces off them or, or goes through them. Yeah. Now, uh, humans evidently have a refractive index on our skin of 1.4. Air, air has a refractive index of one so mm-hmm. the whole premise of the original book the uh the invisible man where hg wells says that this guy figured out how to become invisible the whole premise of that was that this scientist figures out how to match his refractive index to that of air and therefore okay. becomes indistinguishable from it so the science underneath that hg wells novel is is basically sound like Theoretically, if you could do that, that's what would happen. And basically, yeah. that's what these cephalopods do, is that they change their their refractive index. They basically, um, here, let me find it. One second. So basically, so like, basically, what happens? Visibility so, is a visibility is a uh, is an effect of light reflecting and bouncing off of surfaces. Yeah. Um, and so. I'm guessing a low refractive index because the low refractive index would be something like still water or air or something like that just means that light doesn't bounce off of you. Yeah. It's, it, it literally measures the speed at which light can travel through material. Okay. And these, these squid have a protein that can get closer together or farther apart to allow light to pass through it or to scatter more light. Wow. So, yeah. So basically what this the scientist Gorodetsky did is he took this protein and injected it into human embryonic kidney cells, which are naturally transparent anyway, but mm-hmm. he grew them in a dish after genetically engineering them and he created this he put this reflectin protein that's in the in the squid into the kidney and then changed the the salt content of the solution that that those kidney cells were sitting in mm-hmm. and they watched the kidney cells with the naked human eye they could see this they didn't even need to look under a microscope they could see it change its transparency basically become oh my god all we need to do is inject ourselves with these cells and constantly be in a cylinder of salt water it's just that easy it's just it's- that, and no one will see you coming they might see your assistants wheeling the giant barrel of salt water. Yeah, but other than they'll think it's an empty barrel of salt water, and yeah, then that's like, where you uh, got them. We got a salt water delivery here for you. Oh, the oh. salt water. You're not the normal salt water delivery guy. I don't remember. 
<laughs> uh, no, he's sick. He's. Uh, I could have sworn we got salt water delivered just yesterday. Yeah, we got tons of salt water. Are you sure? Yeah, your boss said that uh, you need double the salt water. Listen. I could take the salt water away, but you know, no, no, I gotta no, have no. to call your boss. Listen, I don't want to get him upset. I'm sure. I'm sure this is all on the up and up. Uh, just set that salt water over there next to that pile of rusty knives that I keep in the corner. Uh huh. And the, the right there by the pile of leaves and the big cardboard box that's labeled oranges. <laughs> that's right. All right, I'll just put it over here. <laughs> Five you- art thieves come out at night after everything turns off. <laughs> Um, what do we want to do with this, Jeff? What do we want well, other well, than to creep people out? Well, I would like to read you the line that really kind of put all this in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And, and let's let's just say and it's when put, this guy Gordetti said, "I just want to rob banks." <laughs> he was just, just like, just "I just better way. I just want to rob a bank once in my life." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> This is this is what really uh, made a chill go up my spine. They said that this could have effects on surgeries. We could actually become they could become more transparent to uh, to be able to to, look at underneath uh, tissue underneath uh, other tissues. You could turn um, some tissue transparent and then look underneath it. And then they said. Or it could have powerful ramifications in the world of plastic surgery. Powerful ramifications in the world of plastic surgery. So the I'm idea trying to here, put I this think, together. Give me a, give me a second. Give me no, a second because I want to try to put this together. It. Yeah. Powerful ramifications in the world of plastic surgery. I can't imagine they're talking about permanently turning any tissue invisible they must be talking about like i don't know seeing seeing bone structure underneath places that people want i don't know god i can't yeah what, why why well it is definitely not permanent because mm-hmm. we can already do that i think we actually did a story way back when about how we turned a a mouse's brain trend or yeah brain tissue transparent or not the tissue surrounding the brain transparent so we could see the brain. Yeah. Remember we, we talked about that? We, we, can, we sure. can flip on this translucency in tissue pretty easily. It's the being able to turn it on and turn it off that's pretty cool because what this guy was doing is We turned that mouse the... invisible and he was invisible forever. <laughs> and you lost the mouse. He's like, I knew I had a mouse around here somewhere. Not only did he lose the mouse, but the mouse could no longer, uh, could no longer be seen by its friends or family. It could no yeah. longer meet up with its little D&D group every week. It wasn't even sure if it was under the same bright star anymore, you know? Oh, my it's, God. It's somewhere out there, but we don't know where. Sad little mouse. No, but we, we, can, we can turn it off permanently. It's the, the thing this guy was doing is changing the salt content so that it would match, go back and forth. Translucent, opaque. Translucent, opaque. So, one of the, I think, uh, altruistic interpretations of this uh, plastic surgery and I, I think the word actually was cosmetic surgery i said cosmetic. plastic surgery but i meant cosmetic surgery yeah one of the altruistic applications of cosmetic surgery would be if someone had scar tissue that they mm-hmm. no longer wanted and it was inoperable or operations caused it and it was at a point where you really couldn't get any better you could maybe make that tissue invisible and so you kind of erase it from being seen it's still there but hmm. it is not that is i think interesting 
That is but, interesting. Yeah. But it says you could either help hide a scar or, quote, create different types of visual effects on the body. Now we're getting into the shit I like. Right. Now we're getting into that shit. Listen, I have said many, many times before, blue skin and wings. That's all I want. (laughs) Blue skin and wings. That's it. Night vision. That's it. I just want to be a horrible sky predator. That's all. (laughs) It's simple. That's all. Simple requests. And I would love, man, how crazy would that be if we would have, if we have people like, I've decided I want visible biceps. Yeah. Or I want like people to be able to see the tissue of my face, but not what my face looks like. That's crazy cool. Man, that's some cyberpunk shit right there. That is, I don't even know of any cyberpunk that's kind of gone there. That's a fascinating idea. And it also theoretically is the kind of thing where like, tonight I want you to see the innards of my face. Tonight I'm going to work tomorrow. My darling, tonight I want you to see the innards of my face. (laughs) I want to hide nothing from you. (laughs) No, you can hide it from me. No, you can can hide it. No. (laughs) No, tonight you see my soul. Tonight you and see my, my soul. soul. I mean, my lower intestine full That's of jerky. Full of jerky. Uh, I don't need to. We're in love. <laughs> I some things, you know, keep a little mystery. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, we will. I will go to work, mm-hmm. and I will have a fully opaque face. Well, you tonight, could have it. No, you could have it tonight too tonight i want you to see into my eyes no that is that's, and by i say i want you to see into my eyes no There's i know something but, past my eyes no i know it's, it's your brain i know it's my brain i get it you don't and need that's to where do I th- that's where i think my thoughts of love and i want okay. you to see it because i just bought sexy underwear <laughs> also nice yeah but have you seen my heart <laughs> yeah i'd rather not uh, <laughs> could you that's imagine kind of like, amazing Patches of your body that are just translucent for a while? Yes. Yes, I can. I'm in, right? I'm kind Wild. of in. I'm kind of in. And I hate, listen, uh, maybe I bring too many things back to the Chevy Chase classic, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Maybe I do. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to our Memoirs of Invisible Man fan podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but there is a scene where he's like, they show him like chewing gum and they show him like drinking juice and they show him like throwing up. And it was like, that was dope. I don't remember much much else about the movie, but I remember the Invisible Man eating and drinking, and I was like, this is cool as hell. I mean, I think it would do wonders for six-year-old birthday parties, right? Like, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Carboni is here with us, and you That's walk right. in, and you're I like... I used to be a scientist. <laughs> I used to be a scientist, but let me tell but you something, kids. But now you're a wizard. People See, don't, now you're uh, a wizard. People don't respect that, and so now I'm a birthday wizard. <laughs> Uh, let me watch me. I'll drink the orange orange juice, juice. and I'm gonna eat a half a pound of jerky. And that's not a magic power. That's just something I enjoy doing. Uh, This is great. So, I mean, I would imagine though, this is. I don't know why. Is this easy and cheap to do? I can't imagine. No, No, because this is. This is the injecting of. Yeah, this is. There's lots of experimentation that's done. This is this is just at the beginning. They did it to a, a few, you know, a, a, a tiny embryonic kidney in a dish. Yeah. And they surrounded it with salt. It's it's just showing that it is theoretically possible to have human tissue behave in this way. Love it. But you know, we're we're a ways off. We're a ways off. <sighs> 
can't wait. I can't wait for my blue skin and my wings and my invisible fucking facial tissue. I want to be a horrible blue skeleton flying down at you from the sky. (laughs) That's all I want. Oh, that's such a great idea, dude. Every Halloween, we all turn off everything in our bodies. Every Thursday, my dude. (laughs) Halloween. You're thinking too small. It's true. It's true, I am. You're thinking too small, baby. We're flying blue skeletons all the time now. I feel like you owe cephalopods a, an apology, though. I mean, this is all due to their... No, this is... I mean, we're this slaughtering is us. them. This is us using their technology against them. Oh, I see. That's what this is. This we is we're the- using the alien technology against them in order to destroy them and stop them from taking over. This is who we're delivering our vats of salt water to. It's the cephalopod army. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are then jumping out like, like a SEAL team. Yeah, they're all uh, like invisible. In, they're all like in Krang bodies. <laughs> exactly. They're all yeah. here, and they're in Krang bodies already. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just how we get them. That's, that's how we get them. We use their technology against them. They'll never see it coming. They will. Ne- they're not smart enough. They will literally never see it coming. And their last words will be, "Our gifts." Because there's the gifts, gifts that they gave us. Stars. Oh, Shredder! <laughs> we should never have given you our gifts! Shredder, you fool! <laughs> Folks, we're an award-winning science podcast. Indeed. And, uh, listen, there, there are very few science shows out there. We might be the last science show left. We don't know. We, can only, we don't know. There's no way of knowing. We can only there's speculate. No there's yeah. no listen let us tell you this as an award-winning spo- science podcast there's no way to collect data <laughs> there's no way to do an a b comparison there's no way to do a survey of all the science podcasts we can only listen number to this one because we assume there aren't any where would we even That's send right. where would we even send it the only science podcast left is this one and thank god because it's an award-winning science podcast and the only way we support ourselves is through what we like to call the pbs model kids ask your parents Mm. But basically, you head to patreon.com slash we have concerns and you give us your money. That's right. And we give you a tote bag. Wait, we, don't we don't give have... you a tote bag. No. Okay. No, no. Physical things are a little tricky. We don't give you a tote bag. But what we do give you is we give you bonus episodes. We give Ooh. you uh, patron hangouts where we all get together on cam and chat and just chill. And we Shh. also give you behind the scenes. Ooh seats to live recording sessions why today's live recording session was full of uh of drama so much drama oh my goodness take that pbs you can't deliver that kind of minute to minute drama fuck you pbs it's about (laughs) time somebody said it it's about time somebody said fuck the public broadcasting to the rest yeah nobody's definitely nobody's (laughs) trying to defund them nobody they they're those fat cats at pbs are taking all the money um no if you were if you were listening to the live recording session there was there were uh there were alarms pulled there was there were emergency things happening i got groceries delivered there's so much stuff happening right now and jeff jeff sat silently for a while it was amazing it was amazing and it's this kind of stuff that you can only get if you head to patreon.com slash we have concerns and give us your money give us your money i mispronounced my own name just then did you hear me do that no i couldn't say my own i called myself jaff just now old jaff canerter <laughs> jaff canerter <laughs> Uh, Jeff, boy. I've got a story for you. 
And oh, please. It comes to us from Alik the Golfer Evans. The Golfer getting another hole in one. The Golfer is back, baby, and it's about the noble horseshoe crab. Ooh, we got another. Uh, we got another creature of the sea. We're focused. We got a themed I- I- episode tonight. That's right. That's right. We planned it. We plan <laughs> all of these things in advance. We're an award-winning science podcast. Uh, yes, the 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 horseshoe crab, Jeff. I don't know if you know much about the horseshoe crab. I know a little I bit do. about it's a, it. It's a crab that plays horseshoes. We all know it well. It's uh, it close only counts. They say with the horseshoe crab. That's the one. That's exactly the one, and that's exactly the information. Uh, I only know a little bit about the horseshoe crab because of Animal Crossing. I've oh. caught one. Blathers the owl told me a little bit about it. But here's something, <laughs> Blathers the owl, that sweet, sweet protector of culture in a world that is lost. <laughs> Uh, everything to blathers first people who don't spend enough time at their museums in animal crossing if you don't donate everything to blathers first you're a you're a nightmare garbage person there i said it all right there um, i said it i love it when we do tips and tricks tips and tricks and i'm gonna give this one four out of five warheads um <laughs> the horseshoe crab something Blathers did not tell me about it, is that we need its blood, Jeff, and we're running out of horseshoe crabs because of our insatiable need for their blood. Oh, that does seem like a, an Animal Crossing resource. Uh, I hear people talking about their turnips mm-hmm. and, their, uh, and their horseshoe crab blood. It takes, it takes five liters of horseshoe crab blood and two branches to make an ornate dining table. <laughs> So that's just science. That's just science of Animal Crossing. Uh, no, so I'll tell you this: we we need the horseshoe crab's blood. Can you guess what we need it for, Jeff? God, um, don't say dark rituals because you'd think it would be dark rituals. That's where I yeah, would, but I it's would. not. It's not. It's sort of a dark uh, ritual. Are we giving it to some other creature? Are we are we using it as bait for something? Do we are we, we raising a? We do use it as we use entire horseshoe crabs as bait in the fishing industry for sure. But they don't okay. they're not, they don't go blood specific for that. Using them as bait is definitely a big problem. But there's we use their blood, Jeff, for the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, their blood is useful to us in some ways. Oh, what, what, we're uh, not just using the blood for play then. <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just a frivolous blood use. I was expecting some sort of frivolity. A little bit of fun to, about the blood. Because usually, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Usually Please. when we say, when I hear you, Anthony Carboni, famed science podcaster, say we need your blood, usually it means... We want your blood. It doesn't, the need, you, you kind of overstate need sometimes. No. And in this sense, I thought the needing of the blood felt more like, eh, we, we strongly want your blood. I do appreciate and also hoard blood. Sure. <laughs> sure. But that's not what this is about. This is about okay. pharmaceuticals, specifically Please don't tell me it's penis pills. Uh, it's mostly penis pills, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, uh, but we need them. We need them for those penises. Damn it! If I, I, I really thought this was going in a very, very positive direction. But it now is it's going. Another, it, 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 it's not penis pills. 
Oh, good. At least it's not. Penis pills are not listed in the article. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean. I'm not going to rule them out. <laughs> I'm not going to rule out penis pills until I hear otherwise. But basically what happens is um, the horseshoe crab has incredibly copper rich blood. Sweet. And it is used to make a very sensitive indicator of bacteria. Basically, we can we can see and sense bacteria and uh and basically um create vaccinations we can identify contaminants in medical equipment before surgical operations we can see if pacemaker fittings are going to work because of this uh particular lysate that comes in the horseshoe crab's blood it's basically like it's a natural indicator test for bacteria and it's so much more sensitive than our own blood is just, I've been wasting my own blood on this when I could have been using much more sensitive horseshoe crab blood? I've been spritzing everything in my house with my own blood just to see if there's bacteria there. And the answer is there's bacteria on everything, and also I'm very woozy. <laughs> now there's blood on everything, and it's going to be a hell to explain to my landlord. But we use so much of this stuff, Jeff. The lysate from the crab's blood is gram for gram now. One of the most valuable liquids on earth. Wow. Give me the gold. Give me the going price. Give me your guess for a gallon of processed processed crab blood. Well, first of all, I need to know how many horseshoe crabs make up a gallon of blood. How many? It's listen, it's more than one. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? Definitely more than one. It's more all than right, one. Going right. Uh, I'm gonna Less th- I'm than a hundred, like, more than one. <laughs> like a gallon of gas, you know, a gallon of gas. That's fair. Is, that's valuable. Yeah. I mean, crude oil is less than a gallon of gas, right? Because you got to make gas from it. You got to make a profit. Gallon of gas is what, like, like, like around three and a half, four bucks. Yeah. Right now. I'm going to say a gallon, and it's going to be more than that because most valuable liquid on the planet. I'm going to say a gallon of blood. Let's go with $20. A gallon of processed lysate goes between $35,000 and $60,000 per gallon. Holy shit. Because remember, in medical testing- I gotta give me some of that fucking blood. I just gotta get out there and I gotta get me some fucking crab blood. Um, (laughs) I love that that our our show can be both a science podcast and a get-rich-quick scheme. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. All I need is a pontoon boat and a fucking (laughs) net. And we are going to be wealthy motherfuckers, okay? Let's let's go get us let's go get us about fifteen to twenty thousand horseshoe crabs. We'll, we'll 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 farm their blood. Yep. Just rip them right open, drain their blood, process in it. our apartments. Yeah. Process get it out, the get it lysate out there on the market. I don't know what it takes to process the lysate. A centrifuge, maybe. Oh, I'm thinking it's probably a Bunsen burner involved in some way. A centrifuge and a Bunsen burner. I'm, it's worth it. It's worth it <laughs> for the return on investment. No, um, remember, the reason why this is so expensive per gallon is when we're talking about bacteria and looking at bacteria and changes in bacteria, that's microscopic. So they only need a little bit of this blood to run every test. So a gallon of this wow. stuff is a ton of medical testing, right? Yeah. Um, here's the problem. Uh, U.S. pharmaceutical companies catch more than 430,000 horseshoe crabs each year, puncture the shell near the heart, harvest 30% of their blood, and then Jesus. return them to the wild. 
they don't notice any difference. I'm sure they're just they just go back and somebody's like, "Hey, Harvey, you're uh, you got a hole in your chest." Nah, what? Nah, what? Uh, That's crazy. You, That's crazy, are you okay? man. Are you, I'm a little you, dizzy. <laughs> I'm a little dizzy. That's so weird. <laughs> Do you think two's connected? Uh, you're certainly not acting like yourself, buddy. I mean, mm. I, I, I love you, and ooh, look at that bait over there. I'm gonna go have some of that. Mmm, uh, good. I would not, maybe, or do. <laughs> I don't remember much. Um, the, all the college-aged ones are like giving thirty percent of their blood to medical testing and then going out drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and they, they drink a, a beer, and it's like the Invisible Man. It just pops out the hole. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Yosemite Sam in that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah, he just like drinks yeah. a beer on that train and like it just starts coming out of all the holes. <laughs> um, here's the problem: studies show between five percent and twenty percent of the horseshoe crabs that are bled will die in the process. So we're returning like, them. We're returning them to the ocean, but one in five of them is probably going to die. We don't want them to die. We don't want them to die. We just need their blood. We just have to have their blood. Our goal is to have zero of them die. Listen, science is a lot like a vampire with a soul. (laughs) You know what I mean? We don't want them to die. We just need their blood. And sometimes we take too much because the frenzy. And we don't mean it. We keep going a little too long. We keep going a little longer and longer every time. And it's harder and harder to control. You know what yeah. I mean? But we want to keep oh, yeah. our humanity. And it's mostly for the testing. We don't just want it. We want, you know, it's for the testing. Yes. It's for it's good. It's for the testing. Um, so five sorry, to 20 crabs. Per- yeah, sorry. Five to 20% of these will die. And then females, surviving females, actually, it becomes more difficult for them to breed after the process. And it doesn't really go into... Yeah, they got a hole in their fucking heart. Yeah, it's it's because of partially the hole in their heart, um, but also it just kind of like the recovery and, you know, replenishing and all this stuff. It just changes them biologically a little bit and uh, it makes them less likely to breed. Now, can I I be honest with you? Yeah, I've tried to breed with a few females that have a hole in their heart. You know what I'm saying, (laughs) buddy? That's exactly my type. (laughs) That is 100 percent my type. Uh, am I going to change it? I keep telling my therapist I will. Do I mean it? <laughs> wink, wink. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wink, yeah, wink. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, so here's the, here's the thing, though. Far more of them are killed by bait collection. Uh, a, a huge number of them have been dying because of coastal development and global warming. So this is not the only reason the horseshoe crab is dying off. But it is a major oh, yeah, reason. They're- their entire existence is a nightmarish hellscape fraught with peril. Yeah. We are just one tiny part of that in the, in so far as we are all of those things. Yeah. But we're, also, a, we're a tiny part of it because we're the cause of every part of it, <laughs> but we don't perpetuate a, We don't perpetuate violence directly on the horseshoe crab in all of them. Just two thirds of them. Just Does that make some sense? of them. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, I think we're in the clear. Um, mostly, yeah. I think we're mostly in the clear. Uh, they were actually put on the vulnerable list by the International Union for the Conservation of Nature in 2016. So they're not endangered yet, but they're getting there. Hmm. So here's an interesting thing. There are synthetic replacements 
or horseshoe crab blood. How do we make those? Uh, children. <laughs> no. We, <laughs> no, there are... Um, there's a there's a man-made version called recombinant factor C. And basically it is it's a synthetic blood that is copper rich. Uh it basically is a replacement for this lysate and it can be used in all the medical testing that actual horseshoe crab blood can be used in. Here's the problem. It's just like the problem is it's going to crash our horseshoe blood economy and, I, and just as we've begun investing in the horseshoe blood uh, cultivation and farming that we plan on doing that's kind of it it's kind <laughs> of it it's kind of like the horseshoe crab blood industry is pretty big <laughs> and it is the most valuable one of the most valuable liquids on earth so they do have a lot of money and you're saying that big horseshoe crab blood is upset about this i'm saying big horseshoe blood is actually <laughs> stopping this from happening because wow. What what happens is there are genuine there are genuine concerns about this, right? We're not using the real thing, we're using a synthetic. We're using a replacement and there hasn't been tons and tons of studies on what the exact differences are right down mm. to every little thing, right? We know that it basically works, but in order to use it right now, you need to jump through a few more hoops in getting your tests approved. Now, the problem with that is smaller pharmaceutical companies, smaller medical laboratories, and keep in mind, small, when you're talking about medical laboratories and pharmaceuticals, is still big money. It's not yeah. worth the extra expense for them. It's right? not easy, like, capturing a horseshoe crab, puncturing its heart, draining its blood, and then dumping it back in the ocean. No, there's no, it's not. Cause you gotta, you gotta do, you gotta do two or three more tests. You gotta make sure everything's up to snuff. You gotta submit more papers. It ends up costing yeah. more. And the only large pharmaceutical company in the States that's using it, according to this article is Eli Lilly. Eli Lilly mm. is using it, but Eli Lilly is fucking huge, which means this stuff is only cheaper Recombinant factor C is only cheaper when you're using it at that scale. Yeah. That's when it starts saving you money. Now, the Swiss firm or the Belgian firm that makes recombinant factor C has been like, dude, we will, we will donate this. We will, we will donate wow. fake blood. We will give you discounts. We will fi find a way to subsidize this if you start using it. Because they know if they can get more people to start using it, they'll have more data and eventually yeah. we'll be able to replace it, right? And then they'll be able to if make... If there's one thing I know about blood, it's that the first taste is free, and then after that, they've got you. And you then, know? yeah. Once you take our blood, take our blood for free this time, and then now I'm, now I'm hooked bit, on blood. Just a little bit of blood, and then, and then you wake up in the middle of the night with the hunger. You're, mm -hmm. you know, you're floating three to four inches off of your bed. Yeah. You know, you hear the howling. You gotta get it. Yeah, oh, it's the the brightness. It's like turn down the lights, and then the woman that you date that has a hole in her heart tells you it's just a nightlight. It's literally just a <laughs> tiny little nightlight. It's barely on. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, why am I? Oh, it's the pain. That's what and we you know about. Trusted blood. her anyway. I never trusted her anyway because she has a hole in her heart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but even if here's the thing, even if they start using this synthetic blood and we start saving the horseshoe crab, what happens when everybody's using this synthetic blood that this Belgian company has the patent on 
Now all right. of a sudden the synthetic blood is $40,000 a gallon, right? I, they, I, there's no Yeah. There's no humanitarian end game unfortunately in this. There's a short-term end game that's humanitarian. Right. Yeah. But it's it's very very it's very very strange to me. Uh so yeah, we are killing horseshoe crabs because we just desperately need their blood, Jeff. It's nothing personal horseshoe crab. That's just it's just the business, baby. It's the blood business. It- it's the blood business. Sometimes my father was in the blood business and his father before him. All the way back to Vlad the Impaler. I mean, my great, great, great grandfather, who was not that guy I just listed. Uh, but I think that's so fascinating that because we often talk about the cost of animal testing in different ways, but it didn't occur to me that we're not just like, of course, we're not using human blood in tests right of course yeah. we're not yeah also it's so fascinating to me that there is one specific creature that is best suited for this and there aren't there isn't a, a spectrum of creatures right there aren't a bunch of things in the wild that all work well there's one specific creature that is best at this and so we will kill it by the hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. and drain its blood it's yeah. um and it's not Pretty like wild. you would you would think that people would be looking into and maybe they are maybe the article isn't getting into this but like how much of that blood can you mix with you know a, a synthetic or blood from another animal that's maybe like compatible yeah. or something like you know what i mean to to sort of like is there a way where uh, but i would imagine that the test results they get out of this are just so clear and quick compared to any right. other thing on earth that it's like we ha- yeah. we have to use this or everything comes grinding to a halt. It's wild to me that at some point someone has looked at every creature we've ever discovered and gone what's this one useful for? <laughs> you know, what can we what can we what can we eat it? Nah, I can't eat it. That what, guy is oh. well adjusted. He did not burn ants with a magnifying glass when he was a kid <laughs> or pull the wing off a beetle or any of that stuff. It's just a super normal guy and he doesn't want to study blood. He just does. He just, you know, this is, this is where my path led me. You know, you can't choose your fate. Sometimes, sometimes you go to the blood and sometimes the blood trickles to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The delicious, delicious blood. And when I say (laughs) you can't choose your fate, I mean the animals that come to me. I choose their fate. (laughs) Anyway, science is creepy as always. That's the reminder this week, I think, is that science is creepy. Why are they called the horseshoe crab? Do they look like horseshoes or are they yeah, just they look like, like a the, metaphor for luck? Yeah, if you look at them, they look like little horseshoe shaped. They're actually not mm. even crabs. They're not even crustacean. They're just sort of like, they're just called that because whoever just found them. blood sacks. Yeah, because they kind of just, they, they look a little bit like crabs because, you know, if you look at a crab mm. and you look at a horseshoe crab, it's like, yeah, shell on top, shell on bottom, came from ocean. Sure, crab. Yeah. But that's just sort of the whole That's name. another thing I love, by the way, is how many times human beings have misnamed something and then can't we can, there's no backsies oh there's no backsies on no naming backsies, things my dude we we just looked at that and went that looks like a fuck look at that that looks like a crab that i've seen crabs crab. and that looks like one definitely yeah. crab <laughs> let's call it let's call it a crab also looks like a horseshoe all right all right carl horseshoe crab you got it forever known that way forever known and then you realize later not a crab not a horseshoe we've made a horrible mistake made, but this it's too late it can't no be backsies. used for either and now we yeah. have no backsies <laughs> Folks, these are the thoughts and the musings of an award-winning science podcast. (laughs) 
thank you so much for joining us uh hey and thanks to everybody who came by the patron hangout last night um so fun so fun so fun we had some technical issues because of the world and the internet and the internet in the world but it was still a great time everybody got to hang out we chatted for a good long while yeah and it it, we've become really a a close-knit group of friends it's lovely how people come and share and we all are are trying to work through the world as it is now and i i just i feel very close to the people that were on that call and i uh, i appreciate them very very much yeah absolutely uh remember if you want to join uh us for those hangouts or you want to hang out on the discord where we can chat about episodes chat about whatever you want we got a channel for just about everything uh you can find out how to do that at patreon.com slash we have concerns and oh one quick favor if we might ask it We've been back for a little while now, and we're still seeing a lot of people go, oh my gosh, are you back? Baby, we need you to John Wick for us. We need you to tell everybody that you're guessing we're back. We're back. Yeah, I think I think we need to spread that word. There's folks, I, I was shocked that people are like, hey, you know what, what podcast I used to listen to and I really loved back in the day is that we have concerns. And then I, I see my name tagged there on the Twitter and I go, uh, I got good news for you. Good news for We're you. We're back. So if uh, if you've been liking the episodes, if you uh, have been liking the show since it came back, help us out. Spread the word. Let people know. Retweet an episode. Tweet an episode. Talk about it to your friends. That is the best, best, bestest way to help us out. That It's also the only, only way we have. Well, that and give us your money. Okay, goodbye. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs>